Welcome back to another episode of Sessions on Life. I am Josh, and to my left is our host, Ubi Ntewo. And we have an exciting topic today that I think will really connect some dots for all of you today. Uh, we're going to talk about prayer and fasting. Yeah, yeah. And you know, dude, before we jump into that, you know, Valentine's actually just passed. So, yeah. you know, before we get into the nitty gritty, I was just wondering, what was your Valentine's like? Oh, Valentine's Day was sweet for me. Okay. So I, uh, my wife and I, we typically don't buy one another gifts. We usually will go to dinner and, uh, you know, just spend the day hanging out. Right. But uh, between the storm and COVID. Oh man, we we you still did. We picked up food, okay. that sort of stuff, and uh, I bought chocolates. She bought me boots. Nah, and uh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, That's and awesome. we uh, painted our bedroom, so okay. we got an accent wall. So what? we we spent the day painting. I taped the wall off, and yeah, it's, it's you guys of, made Valentine's Day a project. Yeah. Hey. That's one way to do it. I like that. I like and so, that. you know, early in the day, you know, we knew that it was going to get bad and the weather was going to change. We were going to yeah. be in. And so we, we had paint. We got paint ready. It was like, let's grab some good food. And so, yeah, we made it a project. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. how about how about yours? Well, Heather and I typically know Valentine's people. But we'll, what we try to do is, you know, we typically just try to go, you know, grab dinner or something. And uh, yeah. our parents are nice enough to watch the kids. Between, I mean, but between COVID and the storm, we didn't do that this year. However... I actually got her, um, which is something I never do. Just again, like I said, because we're not Valentine's people. But this year, I actually got her a Valentine's pack from Second Language, um, kind of like a Valentine's Ooh. package that had a, uh, you know, just sweets and French toast, and I think they're called chocolate bombs. Yeah, and just and she loved it. She, was, I got me some major points. So just major <laughs> shout out to Second Language, really, really cool yeah. spot. Yeah, that um, donut from Second Language was hitting. Man. I know, right? I know. I was like, this is full of goodness. <laughs> nah, so uh, you know, so yeah, just big ups to Randy and uh, Luke Kane for for actually setting up something like that in Evansville. It's just it's a really really cool and great place. So yeah, but also thanks to Second Language for actually you know getting me some major buku points uh, for I'll Valentine's. Look, I'll have I mean, to keep like, that in mind oh, for yeah. the next holiday. Oh, yeah. No, Heather was raving about it. She's like, "What you got?" I was like, "Yeah, baby," because yeah. we're foodies yeah. for sure. Yeah, so she 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 loved it. But that that's what Valentine's was for us you know yeah um, of course then the, you know the storm had so we couldn't really go out then I mean, well typically we would but with the storm we didn't we just weren't even feeling we're just like you know let's just stay at home hang with the kids you know maybe yeah. watch a movie or two and have fun so it was good it was good though laid back and all that's but, nice uh, yeah, nice yeah, yeah but uh on that note so so yeah um you know, we basically went through four episodes of Scripture. We did uh, the nature of Scripture, the power of Scripture, engaging in Scripture. And we had Ethan Price come on and share, you know, his life experience of uh, Scripture's impact on his life. So this, you know, so this is our maiden episode on prayer. prayer. And we are discussing the nature of prayer. It seems odd not to have someone here as a guest. I know, right? I yeah. Th yeah, yeah. I, th I would venture to say, I think in five you know, our first five episodes, we've had three people yeah. come on, you know, and feature with us already. So that's been really cool. That's been yeah. really cool. I, I guess technically two would be Jeremy Taylor and then Ethan Price. Jonathan, Jonathan Betcher, you know. Came the week um, that I was sick. Was the week, yeah, he was basically your sit-in. Yeah, look, so it, it's it's nice that we're talking about prayer. So we're going to get into the, like, the, I guess, the meat of it. So when yeah. everybody prayed for me a few weeks ago... <laughs> So now we can talk about how we it can worked. Talk about how it worked. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yes, yeah, so discussing prayer, you know, it's funny because um, in my experience, I think one of the, you know, whenever people are teaching on prayer or discussing prayer, the most, um, the, the scripture passage that always comes up is Matthew 6 from verse 5 to 13, you know, mm -hmm. the Lord's Prayer. And so, you know, when I was praying and just trying to outline or think about um, how we would approach, um, you know, an exploration of the nature of prayer, um, there was this, there was this natural, or there was this, you know, instinctual 
response to hey no don't go to the lord, lord's prayer because everyone goes to the lord's prayer right but as i continue to pray about it and think about it what dawned on me was ubi if scholars today and pastors today and you know are using the lord's prayer to teach scripture and we see men and women of god over centuries right decades who are um you know when they want to teach on prayer they have to start with the scripture yeah why do you think right you should deviate from that and right like you know what i was like you know what humility is a virtue and there's a ton of wisdom in that so i think i'm going to remain there so that's basically what we're going to do just um i think we're going to um you know basically look at the nature of prayer through Matthew 6 mm-hmm. now don't get bored don't be like hey you know what i i think i've heard enough of you know prayer from Matthew 6 so i don't think there's going to be anything new to it it's never about getting something new you know at least in my opinion when i come to the word it's not about getting something new it's about getting life and, it is and i know that the many times we've gone you know we've gone through scripture over and over again and i come to a verse or a passage that i've read 10 times but all of a sudden it's new and i'm seeing things that uh, I didn't see before or I'm seeing things to a great greater depth. You know, so guys don't, you know, don't hear Matthew 6 and hear the Lord's prayer and, you know, and shut shut your heart to what God may have for you, right? Right. So um I guess we'll be doing a uh, Matthew 6 verses 5 to um verses 13. Uh you want me to read it or you want to take it, bro? If I'm reading it's going to be King James. You know what? I love the King James. I love <laughs> I love the King James. You're one of Do you really study with the King James? I do. And so like I study with King James where I'll read it and I'll be like, "Okay, this is just what we were talking about right. like a romantic language." Yeah. And so then I have like other uh books that I refer to that right. I okay, okay, I'm like, "Okay, so this is what this means, means exactly." Yeah. And so, you know, I've grown accustomed to reading it. And okay. so now some of the these and thous and that sort of thing right, or right. the the way that things are termed i i understand because because you know, you've had so much practice with it so yeah, it's, it's almost practice. like normal to you it's, but there are some things that i'm like okay i don't know what that means so okay. let me look that up let me look in this reference book okay so you're one of the few people that i know that actually reads the king james um i it, it interestingly enough when you know when jesus saved me my initial first study bible my first study bible was actually a king james mm-hmm. but um i slowly moved on well you know started using other translations because they were more consistent with how i spoke and um i found them easy to read Yeah. But uh, one thing about the King James the language is romantic it's very poetic. So why don't we do this? You go ahead and read in the King James and after you finish reading I'll go ahead and read in the Christian Standard Bible. All right. All right, cool. So here we go. So Matthew 6 verse 5 through 13. Uh-huh. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward but thou but thou when thou prayest prayest enter into thy closet and when thou hast shut thy door pray to thy father which is in secret and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly but when ye pray use not vain repetitions as the heathen do for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking be not ye therefore like unto them for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him after this manner therefore pray ye our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not unto temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen amen all right so here is Matthew chapter 6 verses 5 through 13 reading from the Christian Standard Bible It says whenever you pray you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people truly i tell you they have their reward but when you pray go into your private room Shut your door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them. 
because your father knows the things you need before you ask him. Therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Sounds very different. Same message, though. The language right. is so different. It puts, you know, I, f- I feel like uh, that version makes it really plain like you would speak. Right. But, you know, the first thing that really jumped out the difference was when it was talking about the hypocrite and the heathen. Right. They're one and the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, something I like about the King James, even though, um, well, I guess, I, I guess I sh- what I should say is I think one of the, one of the advantages to the King James is when you're reading in an English form that is archaic and poetic at the same time, that it forces you to concentrate even more. Yeah, like, you know, it, 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 it pulls you in because you have to focus as opposed to when you're reading, you know, maybe an NIV or an ESV or even a CSB mm-hmm. because you're reading in the common vernacular of the time and you're so familiar with it that, you know, that, uh, that, extra push or that yeah. extra pull to focus isn't there so so i i think yeah there are some you know there are, there are definitely yeah well you have to be beyond just language to the kjv yeah yeah so like when it talks about prayest yeah I'm like what's that <laughs> what's that right but you know. yeah it's it's definitely another level of focus because we don't speak like that every day no we don't we don't definitely not but um, right, so jumping to this, you know, so I think, um, you know, in looking at, uh, you know, our topic today, the nature of prayer, the very first, one of the very first char- characteristics I see about prayer from this passage we're looking at is in um, verse five. It shows that prayer is secret and intimate in purpose, right? Whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So, you know, there's, you know, just verse 5 and 6 immediately show us that 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 an essential quality of prayer is that it is secret and intimate in purpose. And, you know, and the reason why yeah. I say in purpose is, you know, someone can hear that prayer is secret and intimate and then say, well, in that case, I guess we shouldn't be having corporate prayers or when, you know, maybe we gather in public, like maybe at the four freedoms or something to pray that we shouldn't be doing that since right. it's not secret and intimate. But, you know, that's why, you know, when you look at the verse, you know, we add that line that says it's secret and intimate in purpose. Because there are times, even we see this in the Old Testament, we see this in the New Testament, where the people of God were called to public prayer. Mm-hmm. But they were called, you know, but we are praying to a God who is in secret. We are praying to a God who sees in secret. Our intention is not like the he, you know, like uh, the hypocrites. like the hypocrites who, you know, who or yeah, like the hypocrites who want to do it so that they can be seen. Even right. though when so even when we are doing it public, our purpose is still secret. And it's still intimate, right? Well, and it also allows you to pray with individuals that you normally wouldn't pray with. Pray with, yeah. Because it be it will be kind of weird if I say, "Hey, Ubi, come on, let's go in the closet and pray," <laughs> right? <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially in twenty twenty one, right? Yeah. And so you know, yeah. it, it gives the opportunity, like when you corporately pray, yeah. You know, it makes it where it's not weird and uh, that sort of thing. Not to say that it's weird to by yourself in your right. closet but it gets a little weird when you're telling other people hey let's go in the closet and pray right yeah yeah but i but you know i, th- I think that's where some someone might struggle at least i know i did you know in my first um in my early years of working with the lord um you know i you know there was this it wasn't a major struggle it wasn't a crisis of faith or anything but it was a struggle when it came to corporate or public prayer because i you know this this scripture would always come to mind and there was this 
you know, this struggle I had, like, well, it, I'm supposed to be praying in secret. No one's supposed to be know I'm praying. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, the, the more I studied, I came to understand, you know, Paul, you know, I mean, Jesus is very clear, says, whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen See. by people. So he, he, Jesus wasn't saying that they love to pray. Yeah. He said they love to pray in public. To be seen. To be seen, yeah. right? So their intention was not secret. The intention or their motivation was not secrecy. Their motivation was not intimacy. The, their motivation was praise. They wanted yeah. to be admired. Say, oh, man, he right. prays good. He prays good, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, my, I had a, I can't even say had, I have a struggle with corporate prayer because typically it's like, oh, hold the hand of the person next to you. And, you know, I've got clammy hands. Like, if you touch my hands, my hands will immediately go to sweating. Right. If left alone, they don't sweat. And so I'm like, I don't want to hold anybody's hand and stuff. And, like, we're doing corporate prayer. I'm like, let's just wrap elbows, elbows or something. Elbows or something, right. And stuff. So, so you're that guy who, during public prayer, you're like, God, thank you so much for COVID. Yes. We have to hold hands. We, we actually should be standing, like, six, yeah. to, six to 12 feet apart. Man, I'm telling you, prayer, prayer on a screen is, like, one of the best things ever. <laughs> <laughs> you, Bro, you, need, you look you at your iPad it, or your phone and you're just like everybody bow your heads yes, right <laughs> that's awesome and if it is something dealing with with your hands like I'll oh, just put your hand up to your screen that is <laughs> funny that's funny um you want to take on the next one yeah so you know prayer is also uh precise and uh confidence infused and transparent so in verse number seven we see where it says, when you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles, since they imagine they'll be heard uh, for their many words. Don't be like them, because your father knows the things you need before you ask him. And so it's precise and it provides confidence and it's infused yeah. and it's transparent. And so, you know, it, it really makes me think about when you pray t to God. Yeah. He already knows what your intentions are. Right. He already knows why you're praying for whatever it is that you're praying for. And we ought to make our prayers subject to whatever the will of God is. So we shouldn't ask for things, uh, I guess, without the right heart. Right. Or without thinking about getting the, whatever we're asking for yeah. in the right, you know, frame of mind or yeah. reference. It's yeah. like. I want a brand new car so I can stun on everybody. Like that's, you know, that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, but, you know, I think, you know, just in, you know, in line with what you're speaking to, I'm like, you know, um, if what you want is a car and you want it with, and you have good reason right. for a car, you know, justifiable reason for a car, um, you don't need to pray for 30 minutes. God, I want a car. God, I want a car. God, I want a, a car. car. God, I want a car. Right. Right. Just be precise. You know, like, you know, like, you know, Jesus says, hey, you don't need to babble. You know, yeah. that's not going to hear you because of your many words. Be, you know, so I'm like, be precise. What do you want? God, you know, getting to work is really difficult. Could you provide me a car, Father? Right. Right. Just precise to the point. And it's confident and, you know, it's confidence infused. Like you, you, you can be confident in making that request because you know that your father already knows what you need. Yeah. Right. So it's just, and I, so I love that because I'm one of these people where, you know, I admire people that pray for hours on end. Right. And, and, you know, there's definitely room for that. You know, Jesus Christ, when, you know, just, you know, a few hours before his passion, he goes to pray and he says to the, you know, the disciples fall asleep and he says to them, hey, could you not even pray for me for an hour, right? Yeah. So there is, there, there is this virtue, there is, you know, something worthwhile and praiseworthy for spending time right. in prayer, right? Yeah, but, for sure. But the amount we, of time we spend in prayer should not be measured by the number of words right <laughs> we speak you know it's like yeah. oh i want to i want to pray for an hour today so i'm going to say i'm going to say father a hundred times to fill to fill the know, space to, to fill the space i'm like dude listen if you can pray for an hour but you can sincerely pray for five minutes pray sincerely and precisely that's right for five minutes you know yeah. and as you spend time in prayer the holy spirit is going to grow you in and, that discipline but be precise and yeah. be confident knowing that 
God knows what you need. And, because, and I, th- I think one of the coolest things is because God already knows what I need and God knows my heart, I can be transparent. Yeah. If, if I try, you know, if I want a car for some carnal reason and then I come to pray and try to make it sound spiritual. Try to make it sound good to God. I'm like, who are you fooling? Right. Because you know, like, he already knows. He already knows. He already, he already knows, knows your heart. Right. And, and, you know, as it relates to prayer, you know, I, I try to communicate with God throughout the day. And so when you talk about just formally praying and sitting and that sort of thing, like I do that, but it's more like a communication all day. Okay. And when it talks about being precise and that sort of thing, like my family laughs at me all the time, like for prayer, because I'm that guy that will, if I'm going somewhere for dinner, I'm saying my grace in the car. Cause when I get there, it's time for business. Right. (laughs) And so like, I just communicate and pray to yeah. God like all day where I'm at. And I'm yeah. like, if I'm going somewhere where I know that there's a prayer needed, I'll take care of that as I'm driving. As I'm driving. Why not? Why not? I, I'm like, as long as your motivation is right. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think, you know, I'm like, yes. I think, you know, sometimes we get caught up in, in you know, in certain traditions, yeah. in man-made traditions. You know, it's like, okay. So I'm like, dude, if you, it's kind of like you said, you know, I'm going to dinner. I'm in my car. I know I'm going to dinner. Yeah. I can actually. And so I'm driving. I, I'm like, you know what? I God, I thank you God. for the food that I'm about to have. I feel blessed I to be able that. to do what I'm going right. to do. Yeah. So, guys, yeah, but, uh, you know, don't forget another quality of prayer, another characteristic of prayer is that, it, you know, um, be precise. Be precise about what you want. Yeah. Um, now that, I mean, I don't think that means, dude, you know, I got to know down to the T. Right. what i'm looking for because at least for myself what i found is a lot of times my my motivations and even my request is sharpened as, yeah. I, as i go into prayer the times where i come to god with a particular request and as i'm praying i'm actually seeing um the selfishness of that request so yeah. as you know so during that time of prayer it's almost like the holy spirit starts to shape my heart to where what i went in with you know what I went into prayer with is completely different from the final thing that I'm asking God for. It's very similar, but my motivations and my attitude have been reshaped by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right? So, you know, so the, so I'm like, I guess, I guess the point is, you know, don't hear that a quality of prayer is precision. So now you get bogged down into this idea of, okay, I need to know exactly yeah, what cool. I want before, you know, before I go to God. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you know what you want go you know go you don't need to, you know don't you don't need to you don't need to be able words. to say i and want a 2021 cherry red porsche carrera exactly <laughs> but god could give that to you right <laughs> i wish i mean you know he could but i'm like what's my motivation for that right. sweet looking car again yeah you know? yeah so but yeah so um another quality of prayer is that um pr- you know um, I, th- and I think an essential quality is that Prayer is the is an adoration of God. Yeah. Right? Um, verse nine. Therefore, you should pray like this: Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Right. Yeah. So that's I, th- I think that's just another essential quality or characteristic of prayer. That prayer is always always an adoration. Or an act of worship, yeah. whether I, I don't. It doesn't matter whether you're interceding for someone. It doesn't matter whether you're supplicating. It doesn't matter whether you're asking. It doesn't matter if it's just a prayer of praise and worship. Um, it doesn't matter what kind of prayer you're praying. Yeah. If it is right prayer, and then, and yeah, guys. So don't forget what we, we're not just talking about prayer, right? We are talking about. Right, right prayer prayer done correctly yes. right is always an adoration of god because i've heard people say before man i went to god angry and i just vented you know and i just snapped and i'm like you know what what i usually hear people say is you know he's my father and he knows i'm that i'm angry and he knows i feel so so of course you know and i'm like i get that i you know i get what people are trying to say but i'm like uh don't don't forget that your father is the creator of the, of universe, all of the universe, right? Yeah. Right? Don't forget that your father is the king of all that is. Yeah. Don't forget that the life you have is his breath running through you, and don't forget that he condescended and died on the cross for oh. you. Yeah. So whatever anger you might be feeling, right? Um, when you come to the King of Kings, when the Holy Spirit bring ushers you into His presence, right? Um, try and quell it. 
you know, try yeah. and, try and remember that you're coming to the mighty God who loves you more than you love yourself, right? Yeah. Um, and now, now, does that now? Don't hear that. You know, I don't want anyone to hear that and be and feel condemned, right? Because I think I, I'd venture to say that we have all gone to God mm-hmm. in prayer, frustrated or angry, and and actually communicated in some way that's really disrespectful, right? So don't hear that and be condemned. Yeah. But, I, but definitely hear that and be convicted. In my right. opinion, hear that and be convicted and recognize that hey, you know, that's not how you go to the God, right? And, you know, God is a little more gracious about it. Yeah. Like, because I, I can think of times of just, like, speaking out of anger, and I may say something, may have said something with the wrong tone in my voice yeah. to my parents. And I know my parents were like, hey, I brought you into this world. I'll take you out, right? I'll take you out, right? It, it's like, you better re- yeah. respect me. Yeah. And yeah. that sort of thing. And, you know, God, I feel like, is a little more gracious about that. And it, it's it happens where you get corrected and you get that conviction. Yeah. But it's a little different than I brought you in this world, I'll take you out. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, and I think, you know, going to God that way does not in any way reflect or express adoration or worship. Yeah. And I think a really good example is the story of Job, mm-hmm. right? As Job is having this back and forth with his friends, right? We that There are certain things that Job says about God. I wish he was here. I wish he was a man. If he, was a man, if he stood before me, I would question him. And you can tell that even though Job does not blaspheme God, his tone and his attitude is one of disrespect, mm-hmm. right? So when God finally shows up, God says, okay, I'm here. I'm going to ask you a few questions. And when I've asked you these questions, I'll give you the chance to answer back. Right. right. And Job's attitude, right, Job's response after he has heard God say what he has to say is, oh, God, I heard about you, but now I see you. I'm so sorry. I was speaking crap. Right. Yeah. If, I was, if I was to paraphrase what terms, Job is saying, God, I am so sorry. I was talking crap. Yeah. And right. in today's terms, God was saying, keep that same energy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, what God was saying was, I brought you into this world. I can take, take you, out. you out. That was literally, that's yeah. God's response to Job. <laughs> I brought you into this world. I can take you out. So I, th- but, but what we see is that God blesses Job. Yeah. And of all the, you know, of all the characters in that real life story, right? Mm-hmm. God says, Hey, Job got it right. Job's theology was correct. What Job said was correct, right? But his attitude, and God addresses his attitude, mm-hmm. and God blesses Job. So I think, you know, and that's why I say, hey, don't hear this and feel condemned, but definitely hear this and be convicted, right? That regardless, you know, whatever you're going through, and I, and I think something that might help yeah. in maintaining that, that characteristic of adoration Christian, when yeah. we go before God is not just simply, you know, it's not just remembering that God is creator of all things that not just remembering that he's the one who holds all things together, but I think more than anything else, remembering the, the depth yeah. of his love for us. The fact that his love for us cannot be measured. It's infinite. Right. Um, I, th- I what I found is, that more than even the greatness and the power of God. Yeah. That it's his love more than anything else and his holiness that bring you know, that brings that sense of adoration and worship when I come, you know, when I come into his presence in prayer. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that that's a really great point. I think uh I think that really speaks to our, our next point when it talks about um the sovereignty and purpose of God. When it says uh, prayer is surrender to the sovereignty and purpose of God. Yeah. And so when you think about the creator and everything that he's done uh, for us to exist, like there's some sovereignty that comes with that. Yes. And yes. the fact that you were created says that you have a purpose. And so because when we create tools, we don't create tools and say, oh, I don't know what I'm going to use this for. We created a hammer because we, yeah. we knew what the purpose was going to be for the hammer. Yeah. And so, you know, the fact that we were created says that we have purpose too. And so in verse number 10, when it says, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, it's really speaking to that sovereignty and that purpose that God has created us for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a surrender to the sovereignty and purpose of God, right? It's you yeah. know, your kingdom come, right? Which so we know that that is we know that the coming of God's kingdom is not just His purpose, but the coming of God's kingdom is the it is the clearest manifestation, the realest, most physical, mm-hmm. if we can even use that word, um, expression of the power and presence and rulership of God. Right? Yeah. It is the kingdom, it is the coming of his kingdom. So when when Jesus teaches us to say, your kingdom come, your will be done, it is literally saying, I surrender, I come into agreement, right? I'm, but I'm surrendering to your sovereignty. Yeah. And, and you know, and sovereignty is basically just absolute power and authority, right? So it's recognizing and affirming the absolute authority and power of God, not just over kingdoms, but over our life. Right. right. And saying, God, whatever you want to do, I'm surrendering to it. I'm surrendering to your purposes and I'm sur- surrendering to you all. Yeah. To your sovereignty, and I, I, you know, again, I think, I think all this, I, I feel like I, I keep on saying an essential characteristic, an essential characteristic, but that's because all of these are the most basic and essential characteristics of prayer. I can't think of any prayer that I've ever prayed that doesn't contain all of these things in one way or another. Right. You know, like if um if I you know if if I wasn't surrendered to the sovereignty of God, I would I don't know how do you pray for the salvation of um of anyone right friend family if if you don't recognize god's sovereignty how are you able to say god turns someone's heart to believe in jesus christ yeah right or or pray that someone be healed be healed exactly yeah yeah you know um when you pray and someone isn't healed how do you bring yourself to be okay with that if it's not by surrendering to god's purpose and recognizing that yeah that god's purpose was for this person not to be healed right right um and that that's where that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven right i think you know there's certain traditions that have a hard time with that yeah and well it's it's if you look at the cross when christ was talking about if it be like well to remove this cup he was saying there's another way yeah yeah let's look at something some other way yeah and so you know even in that situation it did not go the way yes. that you know Christ was like. If there's yeah. another way, let's let's see what that looks like. Yeah. And I, you know, I think I think sir, sir, someone can read that passage and be like, well, you know, like we, we read that passage and we don't struggle with it. But I think one of the reasons we don't struggle with that passage is because we know, you know, we have the benefit. We of know what we got out of it, right? We know God's will for Jesus. Yeah. Right. So we understand when Jesus says, "Nevertheless, Father, may Your will be done." Right. Yeah. And, and but. I, I th- I think that when people aren't healed, the struggle is what did we get out of it? Or what did that person get, get out, out of, of not right. being healed? Right? Yeah. And I, I think it's largely because we haven't seen the other side. Side, yes. Yes. But uh, but I, I, I would venture to say even more than that. I would venture to say that I think what it reflects is to a, you know, to a degree an absence of surrender. Yeah. And trust. Right? It's an absence of surrender and trust because... And not just with healing, but whatever you, I, I mean, there are many things in my life that I've prayed for yeah. and I haven't received. Right. Right. And I've always had two choices. I can complain, I can grumble, I can distrust, right? Or I can surrender knowing that my father loves me, yep. that my father who is more than able to provide and to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond anything I can imagine, ask or think, yeah. has decided in his sovereign power and rulership not to give me not to give me this thing that I desire. Right. Right. I'm going to either choose to harden my heart, to disbelieve, or to surrender to God's purpose. And every time what I've found to be, you know, the path to healing to godliness, to intimacy, to remain in intimacy is surrendering and saying, Father, I don't know why, but I know you love me and I know that you're good. Yeah. And I know that you're able to give me what I'm asking I'm asking for, but I know that you haven't, but I surrender. You know? And yeah. and, and that and in many instances I've come to places where I'm like, you know, maybe months later, sometimes years later, I'm like, God, thank you so much for not answering that prayer. Right. You know? <laughs> right. 
Yes. But if you know, but, but if I hadn't surrendered, I could have been bittered for I could have been bitter for all those years or all those months yeah. until I got to that point where I realized why I discovered why God didn't answer the prayer. Mm-hmm. But because I surrendered up until the point of discovery, my int- my intimacy and my relationship with the Lord was healthy. God was right. still blessing me. I was still walking closely with him and most and also he was still using me to bless other people. Why? Right. Because I was surrendered. Yeah, and you know that uh, that really speaks to uh wisdom and the knowledge of God. And you know, I I, I like to compare that to being a parent. Like I I've, I've got a new driver and uh she was like, "Dad, I want this new Toyota Camry." I'm like, "I'm not buying you a new car." And she was like, "You're not going to buy me a car." I was like, "I'll buy you a car, but not a new car." It's like cuz all you're going to do is hit stuff. It's like your new driver yeah. you're going to back into shopping carts yeah. and run over curbs and all that stuff yeah. and she was like no i'm I'm a good driver I, <laughs> I took you know i took the classes i did all my yeah. hours and i'm a good driver i won't do this and that and so you know fast forward six months and uh she's bumped a couple things you know luckily oh, we haven't right. had to file any insurance claims or anything like that but she's like okay i know what you were talking about you know she tore the the, right. the covering off yeah. the bottom of her mom's car and stuff driving over a median. I said, you see, this is what I was talking about. I was like, you're not going to drive my car. <laughs> I was like, see, this is why you need to use the car. car right. Until you, you know, you, you learn all these things. And it's like, at the beginning, she could not see yeah. that. She couldn't yeah. see that I, I didn't want to put her in a situation where she'd tear up a car that yeah. she, that's brand new, that would cost us some money, yeah. and she'd be really heartbroken. Amen. I'm yeah. like, you got to drive a beater. Yeah. And, you know, I... I I want to go back to the fact that, you know, there, there are certain traditions within our faith mm-hmm. that, that just believe, hey, you know, if you pray for something and you don't get it, it's because you don't have faith. Right. Sometimes you know? it's not meant for you to get it. And so, I'm exactly. And sometimes it's not meant for you to get it. And, and that's, why, that's, why, you know, that's why I think that this is such an important trait. Mm-hmm. Because it's such an important trait because I truly believe that for every Christian, at some point in your walk, yeah, you're going to be denied. You're going to be denied. Yeah. You're going to be denied. And if if you belong to a tradition that's telling you that the reason you're being denied is because you don't have faith. You don't have faith. Or because the sin, this hidden unrepentant sin in your life. Right. I'm like, you. I mean, that's that's a crisis. I'm like, it is. You, you're, going to, you're going to deal with a lot of stuff. That's a lot of baggage. And the, the fact that, you know, our listeners are learning this up front. It took yeah. me some years to learn that. And I'm yeah. like, I know I've got the faith, at least of a mustard seed. Right. I'm like, and I, you, you know, know I, yeah. I'm like, I can't get yeah. this prayer and through. And there's no unrepentance <laughs> in my life. You I'm know, like, I'm I know like, I've repented for everything, everything that I've done. Right. And so, you know, it, it took some time for me to learn that, yeah. that sometimes it's not the will of God. Exactly. That certain you things know? won't happen. And you, yeah. you know, once you learn to accept the sovereignty of God, God. and the purpose of God. And not just the sovereignty, I would say the. I, I would put I would say the loving sovereignty, right? Because yeah. we can hear sovereignty and say, "Well, I just I, that means I just have to surrender to the power and the authority of God." I'm like, uh, "Well, the Bible says he'll, the power he'll hold no good thing for God that right? loves you exactly." He yeah, will, bro. Thanks for yes, He will and, hold no good thing. For and you. so, if it's good for you, you'll get it. Yeah, and if you don't get it, it wasn't gonna be. It good wasn't for good you. for you. Yeah. It might be good for you later. But for sure, right now, right, right it now, ain't good for you, regardless yeah. of the fact that you know you might think that that it is, but it but it's not because because that yeah. you know, God is God's sovereignty is a loving sovereignty. He yeah. He loves us. He loves us. Um, verse eleven: Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our, our daily bread. Yeah. Um, a quality that we see here is that prayer is seeking the experience. Of the power of God, right? Right. It's seeking it, it, like we're seeking the experiential, right? Yeah. Power of God, um, and I think again on the flip side that you actually have some traditions who, you know, who are very um, theological heavy, mm-hmm. right? Which is beautiful. Uh, the very doctrinal heavy. You know, they they want to to have and they want to have a clear understanding of the word of God and they want to teach it correctly. Yeah. But but there's this other dimension of power, right? And I think when Jesus speaks, you know, when Jesus says, 
um, give us today our daily bread. Yeah. Right. He's speci- obviously he's specifically speaking to um, requesting provision from God. Yeah. Right? Obviously, but the receiving of provision when when you say God provide for me whether it be food whether it be clothing whether it be housing you know the way when you when you ask god to provide the material essentials for life yeah right what you're saying is god i want to see your power i want to experience yeah i look for something every day yeah every day i'm looking for god to show me something or for me to have a deeper understanding of something that you know um or an appreciation I look for something like yeah. they have those daily bread books that you can read. Yeah. Like this is a scripture for today that you can think on, yeah. focus on. You know, I, I look for, for things from God every yeah. every day. No, And no, I, I 100% agree with that. But, you know, something I, I definitely want to harp on and I want our audience to catch is that this is an experiential power. Well, you know, like yeah. Jesus is saying, hey, um, look to God to provide your material needs. Right. So he's saying, yeah. look to God's power to be physically and materially manifested. So when, you know, so, and so, so I think a characteristic of prayer is seeking the experience of God's power in real space, real time, time. Yeah. real space and real time. Yeah. And I, you know, and that, you know, just, and just, just when, you know, thinking about it that way, it's difficult not to come away with an appreciation of the Pentecostal and charismatic movement. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, um, because I'll say, you know, in my opinion, I think that there that there are a number of things that um, the Pentecostal and charismatic movement are wrong about or off on. But when it comes to the experience of the power of God in real space and time, um, I think we, we're going to have to admit that they have basically thrown down the gauntlet for the rest of the body of Christ and say, hey, are you going to stand on this or not? Yeah, you know, and I think that's I think that's a challenge, and an example that the rest of the body of Christ should truly humbly t- thank Pentecostals and Charismatics for. Because I'm like, if, I'm like, I don't think it's possible to read the Bible and walk away thinking that the Bible is simply intellectual or cerebral. Right. 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 Yeah. And you know, just what you said. I I grew up, I grew up Baptist. Later became Pentecostal and a little bit of Methodist somewhere in there. And now I'm uh, non-denominational. And so like I've. You're seen, hybrid. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I've seen a, a, a lot of the right. different uh, ways that they live out their faiths. But, you know, yeah, I definitely had to say Pentecostals. They're like, okay, God's going to do this because the word says, says it. this. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it is a challenge. And it's like, I trust and believe that God is able to do this because it's yeah. right here. Yeah. It's yeah. right here. Look, yeah. read it for yourself. Yeah. And they'll read it to you in King James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> read it in King James. No. So, you know, I think just like you, so I grew up Catholic. I grew up Roman Catholic, nominal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, when Jesus saved me, my first, um, you know, the first community of faith I was part of was um, was an African-American charismatic church. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Evansville and was actually immersed in the Pentecostal tradition. And now I'm, in, um, I'm actually part of uh, the Baptist tradition. Right. And what I find that's really interesting is that each of those traditions in one way or another have shaped my faith. Um, Mm -hmm. And for sure, um, I know that when it comes to desiring and expecting to see God's power manifested, the, uh, the charismatic and Pentecostal traditions definitely infused that into me. Yeah. But then, Coming into the Reformed and Baptist tradition, what they infused into me was, or I guess, well, I'm not going to say, but what they reinforced, right, yeah. was this appreciation for doctrine. Like, hey, yes, make yes, want to see the power of God, but make sure it's guided and guarded mm-hmm. by doctrine. You know, don't don't seek don't seek to see God's power exercised beyond what Scripture teaches beyond the principles right. of scripture don't seek to exercise the power and the gifts of god beyond how scripture beyond order and decency beyond how scripture shows yeah. or teaches that it should be exercised but i love that because you know it's like it's i, I think you get my point you know it's like I do. yeah you know, like this different traditions shape and i wish 
that um, that more of us would actually look across the aisles. Yeah, and and, and I, say, I really hey, think that having had the diverse experience of yeah. being able to experience all the different denominations, like you said, you get to really take the best things from all across all the different denominations and be able to have the best approach right. to. And to I think a it's also I think it's also humbling because then you actually discover um, what they're doing wrong and it opens the eyes to the fact that hey you know we didn't quite do that right we didn't quite do that right <laughs> does that make sense like none of you know none of us is re really has this thing down packed right um, and it's really humbling i think it's really humbling but you know i'll for, for another episode right, right? so moving the hearts on, were in the right moving place on, moving on. um but go ahead bro the the next you know principle that we see in verse 12 where it says and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors is that prayer fosters reconciliation with God yeah. where when you go to God there is a reconciliation where you have to go to God correctly yeah. and you have to uh, you really have to um, accept and yeah. take responsibility for yeah. the things that you've done wrong Yes. And, you know, you yes. have to address those things and say, yeah. you know what? I need forgiveness the same way that I've been giving forgiveness. Yes. Or yeah. if I haven't been giving forgiveness, yeah. then, you know, I'm not going to ask for it. If I, or if I do, then you know that I don't deserve it. Yeah. I, I, I love, I mean, it's not surprising that Jesus would actually put that in the Lord's prayer, especially, you know, when you, when you consider what he says, mm -hmm. when he says, Hey, you know, if you bring a sacrifice to the temple, if you come to the temple to worship and there you remember, I think he says, if you, if you bring a gift of, of sacrifice to the temple to present to the Lord and there you remember that your brother has ought against you or vice versa. He says, mm -hmm. leave your offering, go and be reconciled to your brother and then come back and give your offering. Yeah. So I love this. I love um, this quality or this character of prayer because it points to the fact that, hey, you know, um, yes, reconciliation is definitely um, a basic quality of prayer, but it's a reconciliation that is both toward God and toward yeah. man. It's both vertical and horizontal. Yeah. Right? So when I come to prayer, um, and, and I, now, in all my years of walking with Jesus, it's been really interesting where if I know I have an issue with someone, Right. Um, when I'm going to pray, like it's it's really hard to come into prayer knowing that in the times where I actually pick up the phone or see if I can meet with the person immediately to resolve it. And it happens the most with the person that I'm most intimate with, with that I'm always around and, you know, my wife. Yeah. If, if there's an issue between Heather and I, I can go to bed. Right. Um, well, actually, no, that, that's that's not true. Heather will not let me go to bed. Well, until, we resolve, yeah. until, until we resolve. Yeah, until we resolve. So let's talk about this <laughs> yeah. before you go to sleep. Yeah. And of course, you know, for me, I'm like, well, Ubi, if your wife try, is trying to stay up with you to resolve this issue, you better resolve this issue because you know you can't go to God in prayer and expect your prayer to be heard yeah. if, you know, if you've not reconciled things with your wife. Right. So, yeah. So I love that reconciliation aspect. Well, of, and, you know, we, we've got a similar thing in our household and where if, we have a dispute of some kind. We may not be able to straighten it out that night, but we like we're going to agree to table this. This yeah. we're not going to be upset about it, but we're going to table and come back and talk. Okay. So when I go to God, I'm like, God, we tabled that. <laughs> God, we tabled that. Could we, we we tabled God, that. Can we talk about what we have to talk about? Because I promise that's tabled, and we're going to address it later. <laughs> yeah. But you, so I see. I love that you. So okay, that's good to know that. Hey, you know, you guys have something similar. Yeah. Where well, yeah. we don't go yeah. to bed angry. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you yeah. know. Today didn't go right. It didn't go perfect. We've got this issue, That's but I'm awesome. not mad about it. But we we need to talk about it for yeah. future reference. I love that. I love that. So, um, uh, the last character of prayer that that we are looking at is that prayer seeks the holiness of God, and we see that in verse 13, where it says, "And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one." Right. So yeah. you know, that again, that's another characteristic of prayer that it seeks the whole, you know, we seek that prayer basically seeks to, for us to live out right. the holiness of God. of God, right? That we seek uh, not to be tempted. Right. Right. And we seek to be delivered from the tempter. Right. You know, and I think, I think that's, 
for I was gonna say for me, but I think for every Christian, that's just you know, that's 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 just heavy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the the quest for holiness. That's every day. That's every day. That's yeah. every day. And with technology and the internet and just you know, it's so much. I, it feels like that battle has intensified the further along we go. But thank God, right? Where sin abounds, grace even more abounds. Yep. But um, but that definitely is an essential aspect of prayer. I don't know how you can go into prayer without seeking to give expression to the holiness of God, not just in that time of prayer, but in your life yeah. coming out of that prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's so true. So true. And, you know, when you pray, you ought to think about all the things that we talked about yeah, today. Absolutely. You should go into it with yeah. with those things in mind, yeah. like reverencing God and wanting to, you know, uh, express his holiness through you. Amen. And, um, yeah, it, yeah. yeah it, it's it's totally a list of things that you that you should practice. And with time, you start to remember yeah, you get better at it, and yeah. and you know, guys. So, so I, I love that Josh said it's a list. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over the list again. But also, hey, dude, you know what? If if for any reason you forget, you can always listen to the podcast again, right? That's or right. You, can, you you can watch it on YouTube. Um, but also, hey, if this has blessed you for real, please, um, I'm gonna crunch that like button exactly. and subscribe. <laughs> Follow us on all of our platforms. We are everywhere. So uh, I love that. I definitely share, right? For real, if this has been a blessing to you, um, all what I ask is please um, bless other people with it. That's right. You know, because that that's our desire. Our desire. We don't care. You know, we don't care for the followers and all of that. We're not trying to make We just want the word to get out. Exactly. Exactly. For real. So um, before we close, I'll go over this with you guys again. Um, first, prayer is secret and intimate in purpose. Prayer is precise, confidence-infused, and transparent. Prayer is the adoration of God. Prayer is surrender to the sovereignty and purposes of God. Prayer is seeking the experience of the power of God in real space and time. Prayer fosters reconciliation with God. Prayer seeks the holiness of God. So um, on that note, uh, bro, you want to close us out in prayer? Sure. Father, we thank you for blessing us to uh, be able to share your word and speak about your word another day. Uh, We ask that you would uh, continue to um, teach us and to show us how we're supposed to live and how we're supposed to pray so that we will have the best impact and be able to uh, share your word with all of the believers that are watching and be able to convert those who don't believe into believers because we've done it right. Uh, we just thank you for everything that you've done. We thank you for sessions on life and the opportunity that you've placed before us. And we ask that you would just continue to bless us, bless our listeners. And, um, you know, we pray that they've heard something that is life changing and that uh, gives life to them uh, as they hear it. And Father, we just thank you and we praise your holy name. Amen. Amen. Hey, guys, be sure to join us uh, next week when we will be exploring the power of prayer we love you guys and uh stay blessed and that is it for this week's session on life thank you again